This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So welcome back to another episode of Around the Board Speedway Podcast with me, Nathan, and joined by my usual co-hosts, Kane and Rob. How are we this evening, boys? Good evening, everyone. Oh, hey, you, you, two, you two are a bit worse for wear, so um, Orange is quite nice. It's, it's normally me. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't mature with age, and I had a few share bits last night. Oh. Drink responsibly, people. I say last night is afternoon, which went into the... Evening into the early hours in the morning. Shocking. Someone for your age, you'd think you'd be uh, you'd be a bit more sensible, wouldn't you? You should be on the Horlicks, really. But <laughs> but it did mean that I missed the Grand Prix. Um, I'm not sure if that's such a good thing or a bad thing, but I have managed to um, catch up on the final, at least. So I've seen that. Um, I, I love talking to you about that, Rob. But we'll come to that in a minute as we... Um, go back over the weekend in Gorzhov in Poland for the SGP and the SGP2. We'll be previewing the uh, British Under-19 final, which is happening at Birmingham this week, uh, along with an interview with Sam Hagen, uh, who will be among one of the favourites for that title, mm-hmm. I'm sure, this year. And then we'll look back over the meetings from the previous week. Um, my favourite subject this week is the Rider of the Week. So looking forward to talking about that one. Oh, And we'll uh, look forward to the fixtures to next week, um, as well as... So we're really things, but to begin with, I think we will start with Friday night's action in Gorosov. Um Kane, I think you were watching this one. Um a meeting was. which was scuppered somewhat by the rain, but um what was the meeting like itself? Um it was, it was a bit like the Prague one last year. But like they didn't look totally comfortable of them weren't didn't seem uh to get to grips with the drug early on. But as he got on, it got better. Shoniak was pretty much 
you could tell he was going to be up there from the start because he was like one of the maybe three or four in the first four heats. They just took it as it came and uh, won quite easily. Um, yeah, but I mean, well, it was delayed for like two hours, something like that. So I was a bit surprised it even went on to begin with because then when it actually started through riders, it was the other way to ride. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay, Consid- all considering it was fine. And it was, um, so, obviously, um, Matthias Cerniak has come out on top of that again. He's won the opening two rounds of the series, and he has a 10-point lead now, which, uh, Rob, I, I can't imagine anyone's going to overturn that in the final round at Voyance. No, I don't think so. I think in in terms of a ten point lead, he's, he just needs to have he just needs to have a solid round, you know. Unless he has a major major boo boo of a round, um, I think he should. I think he'd be fine. Um, I can't see any um, any other uh, outcome than a than back to back sort of titles for him, to be honest. And 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 arguably, well, not arguably, he, he is probably he is, he is really the best rider in the field. Um, so it's it's not really any surprise. I think we were expecting him to be. To be there or thereabouts, and you know, two two back-to-back wins to start in a three-round series, you don't see anybody else really overturning that unless he has an absolute stinker. I suppose it's not bad having Bartosz Marsnik in your corner for a Grand Prix, is it? Either? No, well, I mean, you know, if there's a rider you want in there at the moment, it's probably him. <laughs> and uh, Keenan Root, uh, he finished second in the meeting uh, this weekend, which has put him joined second now with Bart Kowalski, who. He was second in Prague, but he picked up 12 points in this round. And Emil Broom from Denmark, uh, he finished third. So he's in fourth place overall with 26 points. And fourth place went to Kasper Henriksen, who actually finished last in the opening round. So um, he's pulled himself up to the table in ninth place. But uh, fifth place overall at the moment is Damien Ratajak. Uh, sixth is Matthias Polistad. Norik Blodorn is seventh. And Philip Helston Bangs is eighth. But... If we have a look at our predictions, I suppose we should do. Um, Rob, you picked up a point in that one. Yeah, but you called me boring. Answer from you. You called me boring, but uh, ice points, points make prizes, make points, make prizes. You know, Tell me about it. Go. Tell me about it. Easy. Yeah, it's easy. Easy points. Apart from unless you came, you're picking Smarzik, in which case it's a disgrace. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's all right when I pick Sherniak every time. I mean, at this point, you you had put yourself into a one point lead over Kane, so you were eleven ten ahead with me on nine. And then we moved on to the Grand Prix for the seniors, as it was yesterday. Um, again, Bartosz Mars. I'm not sure. Did you watch this one, Rob? Uh, I did watch. Mo- I've watched most of it. I've caught up on the. I watched 20, all twenty qualifying heats earlier, and I did. I have seen the final, or I've seen most of the final. I've seen up till. You know, Doyle is knocked off again. Um, turn off. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to go out. So. Oh, um, yeah, uh, I did see it. I, I did see, obviously, there was a lot of complaining about the track um, on social media again. I did, what I will say is that I thought the first eight heats were quite good. I thought it was reasonably good, a reasonably good meeting for the first eight heats, and then it really did slick it off, and then it become a bit processional. But the the final was good, apart from uh, the fact that the referees excluded Doyle again. Um, sure. uh, I mean, know. I've got a slightly controversial opinion here. This is yeah. more controversial towards Kane, to be honest. Oh, but yeah, 
I'm starting to get a little bit of sympathy for Jason Dimer. I'm not sure what he's supposed to do. But apart from stay on his bike, that's what I would say. Really good start. But, but the thing is, like, he's come a cropper in finals because he's been knocked off or he's knocked people off, and then he took a little bit of a chance there with that. I think. I think he could have stayed up, but he, he's had a bit of contact from a dirt deflector and he's gone down, and then he's still been excluded. So he, it, it almost feels like Jason Doyle can't win in any situation at the moment. Do you want a big segue? Because I think you might have forgot. Dirt deflectors, we were asked to talk about. This is true. We were. Hello, Wayne. Should we move on to that topic now while we're talking yeah, about dirt well, deflectors? We might as well. Good timing. So, are dirt deflectors necessary? I think that was the the main gist of the um, um, conversation or the topic. Uh, I would say yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, on a wet, on a on a sort of damp track, you, most of the time the riders, when they get filled in, are filled in bottom half rather than top half. Obviously, they do get filled in at the top, but I would imagine it would be ten times worse with no dirt deflectors. And yeah. I think probably for anybody stood up watching it at sort of ground level, it's bad enough. You get the odd bit of shale now. I think you get a lot more. <laughs> you have to put a protective screen from the flying shale. So I think you know it's. I don't know. I don't. I didn't realise this was a person. Me. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a, a big question. I think it's pretty, pretty standard. I think. Don't need to get rid of them. I don't know. You know. I mean, I'm, I'm not adverse to them, but like, I occasionally get smashed by a rock of some description or a piece of stock car at Kingsley, and that's on a back straight. So that's impressive. That is impressive. We call the back straight. Um, Lots of pieces of car on the back straight. They must be yeah. aiming for you. <laughs> Probably they know who I am. Why ban him when he can have a bit of shrapnel through the exactly. through the jugular? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your thoughts, then, Kane? I I should agree with what you said. It's they're probably there for a reason, and I mean, you know, you could probably see what it's like, but yeah, I think it would just make it a lot harder for. Riders to see, probably pass as well, and then like you said, you would get filled in a lot more as a fan unless you're well back, or maybe on the straight unless you're Nathan. Yeah, the flip is just another piece of material to knock Jason Doyle off with, though. Really, isn't it? that's what they're for. <laughs> so that's what they're there for. Completely, that's what they're for. The Doyle deflector. Oh, just going on the door thing, I do feel like like he's he's getting excluded for being the only rider that doesn't really want to leave a gap at the end of the or is trying not to leave a gap. Like I know you guys said he was leaning on Smarslet the other week um, at uh, oh I forgot my oh um, was uh, um, that was in Gorishan, wasn't it? Was it was that the first one? No, it's um, well, the second Warsaw. Warsaw, Warsaw, yeah, yeah, like I don't. You know, he doesn't want to give a gap. Like a lot of riders do, give that sort of that hole, and he doesn't want to give that hole because he thinks, "Well, I'm going to get past it." And, and you know, he's usually in front, and he was in front again in the uh, in this one. And yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't really understand what else he's got to do if he's been not. Interesting, but you say that about leaving a gap as well with what Schmarzlick done to Madsen going into the last bend of the final. Yeah, a different angle, and it seemed he was actually in front for the bend. Okay. 
but I agree. Yeah, I mean, if it helps, I'm, I've literally I've got it on right now. If that makes you feel any better, that does help actually. I'm just sort of I'm sort of doing a bit of both because I've I've seen the final once, but I'm just reminding myself while we're talking about I it. I saw but... it once after a few drinks in a bar, so. <laughs> but that was sorry, today I did yeah. like obviously. Hang on, I'm just about to see it now actually, but. Blimey. Yeah. Oh. If he goes down, I mean, I, I still think if Madsen goes down there, I think Smiley gets excluded. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't. I'm well, I don't sure. know. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know anymore. I think he's, there, was he's absolutely, there was absolutely no contact, though. You know, he, if, I saw. You know, he sends him. he sends him into, like, he sends him into Germany. He's taking him that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, and there's, at the point, obviously, there's no contact, but at what point do you stop letting the bike run? And sending someone into the air fence. Like, at what point do you think? Well, no, it probably is his fault, actually. In the same way, like I'm pretty sure it's a rule not. It's the the cause of the stoppage. So if lingering dirt, lingering dirt deflected doesn't hit door, he doesn't fall off, does he? So, well, this is true. But hey, did Marslick even need to do that to Madsen into the last pen? I suppose he. he Quite desperate to win at Gorzhov, to be honest. And he's won three of the opening five rounds now. Whether we agree with all the victories or not, but um... although what I will say is that Madsen, of course, has done did something very similar to, shockingly enough, ironically, Doyle in a previous was it, was it in a previous Gorzhov GP where he's just sort of clattered into the side of him and taken second place off him. You you remember mm. what I'm talking about? I vaguely remember. Yeah, he sort of he just steamed and seems under him and then. Just lets the bike run out, and he clatters into the side of him. And I think there's like a picture of Doyle holding his hand up. Yeah, what earth are you doing? Um, but yeah, sympathy votes for Doyle. I might even vote him as rider of the week next week. Team Doyle, club, club, club. Population one. There must be more than one. Now, going back, I I kind of feel sorry for him, but at the same time, I, I just don't like him. Unless he comes on the show, then he's my best friend. Okay, okay. I have asked him. The ball is in your court, Jason. Be my friend. I mean, we are at the halfway point in the series now, and uh, Bartos has a 21-point lead over Jack Holder in second place. Um, joint third, now Lindgren and Doyle. Um, 68 points. Leo Madsen pulls himself up to fifth now with 60 points. And then comes Robert Lambert, Martin Vasilic, who had a really poor round in course, I thought, considering that's his home track yeah. in Poland. Yeah. And considering he was my prediction. Which is where that's we'll head happens. now. Good work. Nice one. <laughs> so that, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got one prediction out of the last nine correct. Oh, great. No, no, I'm not doing very well. So, oh, we have a guest on the show. Be- it's got a bit of interference. Bear with us for a minute, Sam. Just um, going through our predictions at the moment. So I've got uh, Rob and Kane. You're both on eleven points now, and I'm on nine. So well done to you two. Well, I'm nearly back in front. You know, normal normal service is almost resumed, isn't it? So. Now we move on to our next feature, which is the uh, upcoming British Under-19 semi-final, uh, which is coming up at Birmingham this week. And I'm delighted to say we are joined on the show this week by Bellevue Colts' uh, Sam Hagen. How are we doing this evening, Sam? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? 
Very well, very well, Sam. Thank you very much. Um, just wanted to get you on the show, just to have a brief chat with you about your season so far, and uh, obviously with the news that's come out over the last week as well. Um, joining up with Birmingham in the Championship, and you've also had yourself a meeting in the Premiership. Um, so we'll, we'll start with your move into the Championship. Well, no, actually, we'll start with your, your with Bellevue, and, and how do you feel that it's going with Bellevue at the moment in the National Development League? Yeah, Bellevue has been pretty good. I think I've only really had a couple bad meetings. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of a good start to the season this year. Yeah, and, and you sort of you you had an impressive end to to last season, um, and you sort of kicked on from there, and you've now got yourself into a championship. A place has come your way in the last week uh, to go up and join up at Birmingham. So how did this conversation come about? Um, I've always wanted to start the year. I wanted to go to the championship club, but. I couldn't get one, um, so I was kind of had to prove myself in the National League and, yeah, I'd come around with um, Lawrence Rodgers and obviously Stuart Dixon and they gave me a chance in the Championship. Yeah, and then, funny, it just so happens you also got yourself, albeit due to an injury to Jordan Jenkins, um, a Premiership meeting up at Peterborough over the last week as well. And how, how was that experience for you? It's uh, very different to the National League when you lined up against Jason Doyle and stuff with... Um, no, it's, it's been a pretty good sort of um, up-and-coming from the start of the year. Didn't expect, to, especially to get two cha- uh, premiership meetings, I didn't expect that, so it's been a good experience. I think uh, Rob, Rob, Rob will testify to this. You've probably only got a blow on Jason Doyle and he'll fall over, so remember that one. <laughs> yeah. But just going back to where it all all started for you, um, Sam, in um, 2013, you, you started out on a fit speedway bike for the first time at Lakeside, I believe it was. Obviously, your your family's got a rich tradition in, in speedway. So, it, was it through family influence that got you into speedway? Um, a bit of, um, a bit of both. But um, obviously, my dad and granddad did it, and my mum's side did it as well. So, I think it's it's always been there. I wasn't really interested in doing it until my dad started the academy. Really. It's always like I was watching the kid, but never was it fit to his gear to do it. Um, and then come around doing it, and yeah, uh, yeah, I end up loving it. Yeah, and then in 2016, you took part. Um, well, this was the first of four years in the British Youth Championships at 250cc. You went on to win it into 2019, as well as competing in the World and European Championships. So. Over, I suppose, over a, a relatively short period of time, you you gained quite a lot of success in the sport. Yeah, obviously, winning the British in twenty nineteen was pretty good. Um, bit different compared to stuff now, really. Like it was quite easy that year. Um, but like and the couple years before that, I struggled quite a bit. But then he was against Leon Flint and like Jason Edwards and stuff. So yeah, that's a bit different in twenty nineteen, but it was still good. To sort of good win in the career, so hopefully get more of them in the British finals and stuff. Yeah. You moved on. Um, your, your British career pretty much started with Mildenhall in, in 2021. Um, and again, a league championship winning tight side as well. So to, how how big a moment was this in your first real competitive year to, to join the league winning team, essentially? It was pretty good. Obviously, I did join with Kent um, because of COVID. Well, the reason I joined for Kent in 2020 was because 
I was doing stand two fifties and doing Denmark, but because of COVID, um, I was too old to do it. So I ended up joining the Sunday club, which was good for me because I was starting to do work and my dad started to. And um, yeah, obviously winning the league that year was not much better than I suspected because we was I think it was like bottom of the table or something until like until like maybe July or August, and then all of a sudden we started shooting up and we started winning matches home and away. And uh, yeah, it come quite good at the end of the year when you won the league. Yeah, and then the following season, you, you moved on to Oxford, again, a club that had reformed and come back into the league again. What what was it like riding at Oxford at that moment as they'd come back into the league? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, obviously, I've never rode the track before, um, especially with the changes and stuff. I was obviously too young, but... No, Oxford was a mega club. It still is. Obviously, they're winning everything pretty much now in both leagues, to be honest. Um, it's Yeah, it was a good club. It's just averages didn't work out. I did want to make the step up to Bellevue just because as a rider, I think, obviously being in Poland and stuff, that's where the speedway is at the moment. And I grew up in small tracks, so I struggled with big tracks. So I think it was a good move for me in my career. I suppose that was one of the... One of the questions where I was then heading because um, you'd started off at tracks like Mildon Hall and as you'd mentioned, Kent and Oxford's quite isn't the biggest track. To then move on to Bellevue um, is quite a difference in in size, shall we say? So the, my question was: was were all the moves in your career due to to you wanting to move on, or was it attributed to points limits, like with a lot of riders, it is usually. Um, I think the main move to Bellevue we was we actually decided before we signed for him. So I rode Pilot Beast last year for that um that junior check junior check golden helmet, and we kind of decided that for being at a bigger because I struggle. I did a couple of good rides, but I struggled like turning too much where at big tracks you don't need to, and a lot of the tracks abroad and Poland are you don't have to turn so. We made that move to go to Bellevue. We spoke with Mark, Stephen, Graham. Sort of, they thought it was about good opportunity for them and for me. So hopefully, and obviously it started good with my first meeting being fifteen point maximum, and that's been a good move this this year so far. So and then obviously you've you've just come into the Birmingham team this year, which has um, struggled of struggled of sorts at the beginning of the season. And I suppose there's quite a big contrast between what you've got at Bellevue with a winning mentality, especially the way you ride at home, and then coming into a Birmingham team the struggling. Do you is it is it difficult to move from one setup to the other where one team struggled so much and one's been on on the crest of a wave a little bit? It's um it's different in general, just obviously going from a big track to a small track because Birmingham's not a small track, but it's still you have to turn a bike and um. It's a bit of a difference, but um, no, obviously it was last for my first meeting for the team was only my second time ever riding there, and I didn't have a very good year last year in the under twenty uh, ones final. So I think you know it's it's it's, a, it's different. And obviously stepping up to that league, I think Derek was quite strong, and the being number six, I was against like Rory Slyne and stuff. So if it's a pretty big difference when you line up for someone not so big um, and actually. Yeah, and I mean, from from our point of view, I think we wish you we wish you all the best with Birmingham, and 
Bellevue for the remainder of this season. Um, but one one reason we got you on the show is obviously we've got the British Under-19 final coming up this week at what is, you know, your home track, albeit you've only been to Birmingham probably a couple of occasions. I think you've probably only rode there once last week was your debut. Yeah, I only, I've rode there on the 21s last year as well. Yeah, so you, you've got limited experience at Birmingham, but are, are you going into this meeting with a bit of confidence based on your performances this year particularly? A little bit, obviously. I started good, and I want to. I'd have I've dipped a bit in my performance, but I want to start getting back up and start winning again. And um, I did good the under twenty one semi final at Worthington, so hopefully I can get to a good start with them. And I think I'm in eight one, so hopefully we start off with um, the win and then keep going from there. So I've got the the lineup here just for, just for everyone who's listening. I'll just rattle through these names for what we've got for at Birmingham on Wednesday evening. It's uh, Nathan Nablet. Ashton Bojan, Vinnie Ford has now been replaced by Luke Harrison, Sam, Freddie Hodder, Elliot Kelly, Harry McGurk, Sam McGurk, Jake Mulford, Max Perry, Ace Piper, Jody Scott, Mickey Simpson, Dan Thompson, Joe Thompson's still down there, but I am now assuming he'll be replaced by Max James after his broken collarbone, and Ben Trigger as well. So, Sam, there's a lot of really good names in that, and it's sure to be a competitive meeting. Yeah, definitely. I've seen you've got James Smith and Jim Alford in the top league, so I think they think it's gone for. So, and even Benny Trigger and eight, I think Ace Piper as well, obviously. So, you know, it's, it's um, there's a few good people in there. And so hopefully we can get the ground running and stuff. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, well, again, as as we do for the season, we wish you all the best at the, at the Under-19 final on Wednesday. We'll be keeping tabs on you. And then hopefully you put in a good showing and, any particular aims for yourself? I suppose everybody wants to win this meeting, but are you just going into it with no pressure and just seeing how it unfolds? Obviously, I want to win my last year's do it well. So, um, no, hopefully, obviously, not not much pressure on myself. Um, but no, I want to go there winning to win the meeting. Um, obviously, like I said, my last year doing it. So, no, obviously, anything can happen in the day, but I hope I'm going into, going into that meeting with the mindset to win it. Yeah, in look, looking ahead to the future, have you got any aims, targets with time frames, or again, is it just a case of see how each season goes? I think, yeah, obviously, I want to be in Poland and riding in the two top leagues within the next sort of few years, so. Yeah, I'll see what's going to see what happens. Yeah, well, we wish you all the best for that, Sam. Um, but I'll just come to Rob or Kane to see if they've got any questions that they want to ask of you. Um, well, I, I had a couple of well, I had a quick question. Obviously, um, you uh, raced for for my club this season, Sam. You you, you obviously filled in for for Swindon in the uh, in the challenge matches that they've done. How did um yeah how did how did that sort of come about? Um, was it was it Roscoe himself getting in, involved? And how obviously. I think it was the first time I'd, I'd actually seen you ride in person at, at Paul, and I thought you were uh, uh, you, you were really really good at Paul. So, um, yeah, how was it? How was it in the pits? Obviously, you had Jason Doyle at number one rather than having to line up against him. So, yeah, how did that sort of how did that come about, and how did you find it? Yeah, obviously, I was, uh, it was um, I was um, but I didn't think I was going to get the call up for Paul to be quite honest. But um, no, I think it was a good chance for me to show myself at Paul. 
Uh, yeah. just, I think obviously I had the same thing I did at Oxford, just struggled and it went into my head a little bit. And uh, but no, Paul, I didn't have much pressure on me at all because obviously it wasn't a former club where Oxford was. Um, and, um, no, obviously Oxford, I'd never rode Paul either. That was the first time, so it was it was pretty good to be honest. Um, I think that's going to be five points on that. The track, it rains, so like, I think it caught a few of the pool boys out. But no, definitely, it's one of the one of the best track best tracks I've kind of been to this year. It was um, cause obviously I know road there, so and it was good. Yeah, lining up next to the door, and you not have to race anyone. You just have to kind of be your teammate and help you out. But um, no, it's uh, it's pretty good. Obviously, yeah, Alan, I've known for a few years now. Um, like I rode there in 2019 for the Swindon British Championship, and he was good then and you know it's all come along good and he gave me he gave me two chances that kind of forced me a little bit yeah i was gonna say i would imagine because you know obviously uh, uh, you, did, you did quite well i would imagine that, that, that oh, well hopefully that's that's probably helped get that to get that move into the championship with birmingham i, I would imagine yeah i would say so uh Stuart Dixon said, um, in his press release that i've done a couple of tournaments i scored decent or rode good so no, I think, uh, yeah, it definitely gave me that kind of that lean towards and foot over someone else sort of thing. Sure. Uh, Kane, have you got anything, mate? Just the quiz. Just the quiz. Just the quiz. Just... <laughs> right, so I haven't explained this to Sam. So, thank you for joining us on the show for a chat. Um, what, what we're going to do now is we just move into a little fun feature that we have with our guests on the show. So we have a, we have a podcast versus the world quiz where... Whoever the guest is gets to take on one of the hosts of the show, which is me against you this week, Sam. For some reason, it always works out that the oldest one on here goes up against all the youngest riders. So I leave the questions to them. But if you're happy to take part, just a couple of little quizzes and then uh, Rob will do his quick fire 10 with you. Just some um, fun face facts about you, really, Sam. That, that's your bit at the end. But uh, we'll come to the quiz then, Kane. Right. And if you can explain to uh, Sam how this works. It's it's quite simple. So there'll be a question. And then you take turns in trying to get the answers. Um, if you repeat an answer, you lose. If the answer's wrong, you lose. Uh, yeah, it's, you know how quizzes work. It's easy stuff, right? But the question yeah. might not be easy. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's based on the British under-19s. And the under 18s and the 2000s. Well, uh, it's host tracks. There's only 12. So I thought there was more, and I didn't have time to get a new one. So we're going with this. Um, yeah, and that, there's a tiebreaker question if you are good enough to get 12. But we'll see. <laughs> Nathan, you can start because I, I don't know who starts, but you can start. Oh, God. What if it comes to me first? Can I oh. confirm something? I, you can is it up to and including? Can can you use this year's? <laughs> is what I'm trying you to say. You can use this year's. Okay, uh, I'll start with Birmingham then. Correct. It's not Jogosan. What what's the net? What's its name? Uh, track the course of the under 18s or the under 19 championships. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just look at the 21 to 1 and 19 Yeah, yeah. Red car. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Um, 
trying to think here. Scunthorpe. Oh, that is correct. You got one, sir? I think. Um... I'll, I'll give you a hint. So, out of the 12, well, nine that are left. One, two of them are now closed, but the rest are still active tracks. What? What tracks did you say, sir? Um, out of the nine that are left, seven of them are still going. Two of them are closed down. Uh, I want to say, um, Somerset? Yeah, Somerset as well. Yeah. Somerset. I... I've lied. Three of them are closed. Yeah. Change it now. I'm gonna go. I can't even remember his one. <laughs> this direct question might be a good one. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, the way it's going, Kane. I don't think you're gonna need that tie break, yeah. mate. I think twelve was more than. I'm gonna go with Wolverhampton. That is correct. Well done. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. Do you mean the under 16s as well? No, uh, under 18s and then under 19s. Because it switched in like 2010, I think, for some reason. Does the Royal ever do one? They did do one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think they're a local tracker. No, I don't. Uh, let's see what's left. Uh, I wouldn't say anything that's too local. Two. Either of us, or? There's one that might be close to you. Some of them are close to me. <laughs> no, I think. No, I've got it. Switch. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be out of here, bro. So, got. One track that's quite hard north. Uh, north Midlands, south, south Midlands. Coventry? Yep. That's, that's Midlands gone. <laughs> Did you say North Midlands? Yeah, well, I don't know. It depends. Where does the north start? For me, it's south. Most things are.
four left, all active tracks now. So you got no excuses. Um, two north, two south. Who's going, sir? Uh, Nathan. Merrick. It is. There is Beric. So we've got three left. Can I give you the winner? Can I give you the winner from Beric as well? If you wanna. Do you know the answer? Uh, it's not Billy. Billy won it. Doing I, think, today. I think Bates won it, Beric. I don't yeah, have the answer, nice. so it might be. Check out. Yeah. So two tracks left. Might need that tiebreak question, Rob. Yeah, they're putting out the bag here. I was yeah. long pauses, but they're getting them, aren't they? I was surprised. I was I was a bit worried at like four answers, to be honest. Um, blue anymore? Where where were they? Both down uh, Both south. One of them. Uh, one of them oh. is like the track that it was on isn't a track anymore, but the team still exists. Um, based on that then I was going to say something else but I'm going to say Ken yeah in the last one um, yeah well this is the last one's Plymouth because you said it's very south it is it yeah, is I was going to say Paul oh yeah. well I shouldn't have said anything um, the last one it, no, that's it so we've got good thing about the question um, we answered all the questions yeah you did that's for the first time. First time ever in the quiz. We've been doing this a year and a half, and it's the first time we've ever gone. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll just see who gets the name first, because why not? So Leon Flint was crowned under 21 and under 19 champion last year. But who was the, ride, the last rider to do that before him in 2008? This is just shoots, whoever says it first wins. Woffy. Yeah, not as easy. Never mind. So I often did both at Wolverhampton. One was at Wolverhampton, I think. I don't know if it, he won at Wolverhampton and Scunthorpe, didn't he? Oh, yeah, no, he won it at Scunthorpe in the under 19s, but then he won it like three years in a row. And that's the quiz. Nathan's won, but we'll, we'll, we'll say 2 1. Since, since you got the full win. Oh, I'll change that then. Two, one. So thank you for that, Sam, but I think you've got a chance to redeem yourself now with Rob's next quiz question. Yeah, so we've got the, uh, the who am I? So I'll give you, uh, I'll give you three clues, um, and you can name, and basically they get progressively easier. So if you get the right, if you get the right answer after the first clue, you're going to get three points and then two and then one. See if you don't get it at the end, then you won't, you won't pick up any points. Um, you can say the set, I won't tell you the answer until the end. So you can say the same rider each time if you think you've failed it from the first one, but obviously you can change your mind as you go as well. So, uh, as Nathan went first, Sam, we'll go, we'll go with you first. So, uh, number one, born in 1999, I started my British career with the Edinburgh Monarchs and Bellevue Colts in 2016 before racing for Edinburgh's Scottish rivals Glasgow the following year. Where they ride the following year, sorry? 
Uh, Glasgow, they rode it the following year. Um, when did they start this year? 2016. Um, uh, Dan Bewley. Uh, okay, uh, number two. I'm a Cumbrian and helped my local club Workington to a historic treble in 2018. Let you say that a question again, sorry. Uh, I'm a Cumbrian and helped my local club Workington to a historic travel in 2018. Sticking with it. And finally. I have a 100% record when making GP finals. Two wins from two, which were back-to-back year, back-to-back victories last year. Look at that. I think that's the first time we've had someone get three points as well. And then he broke his leg in 2018, I'm pretty sure. So. He did indeed, I believe you. Oh, yeah, pressure's off. Well, there you go. Nathan, you're under pressure now, mate. Yeah, I bet you've got something from 1964 or something. No, no, it's reasonably recent. Reasonably recent, actually. So, uh, okay, Nathan, here we go. Number your first clue. Born in 1986 in Australia, I started my career in the UK in 2007 with the Isle of Wight. Right, right. Uh, so he would be... Just a little bit younger than me. Chris Holder. Chris Holder. Uh, number two. My personal honours include Western Australia State Champion, Victoria State Champion, and South Australia Ch- State Champion. And I've also represented Australia at uh, na- international level, but only at under 23. Only at under 23. Ooh. Changes things. Rider's name in my head, and I could be made to look very stupid because I don't know how old he is. He's got to be older than that. You might have to pass because I'm not sure. It's not. Right. I don't think it's. Well, it's not Chris Holder. Okay, fine. And no, and your final clue. I also rode for Somerset, Plymouth, and Swindon, racing with my more successful cousin during my time with the Robins. Um, um Somerset, Plymouth, and Swindon. Todd Kurtz. Oh. So you know, I said you were under pressure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you bummed out majorly there, mate. You only picked up anything. It is Corey Gannacol. It's the right answer. Yeah. I thought the uh, more successful cousin during my time at the Robins would give you Lee Adams. But... Yeah, yeah, I was... 
I just had Todd Kirch in the head because uh, I swear Todd Kirch was rode for. No, he probably hadn't actually rode for you, is he? He's not rode for us, no. <laughs> I think he might have made a couple of like guest appearances, maybe, but he's not ridden for swimming now. I don't believe so. I could be wrong, actually. I don't think I don't Todd Kirch is no, I don't really either, actually. I've just said Todd Kurtz for no reason. He definitely didn't like yeah. Somerset and Plymouth. Yeah, but he didn't do Adelaide. He didn't do Swindon either, so... He's probably not even 37, either. Yeah, you've pulled an absolute stinker there, mate. So, congrats, Sam. You've, you've beaten Nathan 3-0 on that one, so... Nathan died? Uh, no. I thought we might go in a rage. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, I suppose we're coming back to you anyway, Rob. Yeah, we are, actually. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was a bit blank there. So, yeah, final part of final part of, uh, of what you need to do for us, Sam, um, is the quick fire 10. So, uh, we'll crack on. Uh, number one, what is your favourite track? Uh, number two, what sport would you be involved in if it wasn't Speedway? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, so I think I'd take up golf. Golf? Uh, number three, your favourite moment in Speedway so far? Um, uh, I would say this year, but Mike's not necessarily actually. Cool. Uh, number four, your three favourite things about Speedway? Definitely, um, winning and... Um, recognition. Perfect. Uh, number five. Um, which uh, which club did you did you support or do support? It would have been my last. No, that's fine. Uh, and number six. Uh, your two least favorite things about the sport. Losing and Perfect. Uh, and number seven. Have you got any pre-match superstitions or routines? Uh, not really. Just, uh, I'm, I'm all the time. <laughs> uh, number eight, you're picked to be the world champion this year. Yeah, I think to be fair, we'll probably get to the point in the season where I might need to change that question because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to answer at the moment. Uh, num- number nine, your favourite speedway rider ever? Awesome. Okay, and number 10, um, for any reason, um, just pick one of the three clubs. So, Swin and Robins, Workington Comets, or Kings in Stars? Oh my god. <laughs> Did somebody say Kings Lynn? Someone said Kings Lynn. <laughs> there's a, there's a hint there. Some signing for us next week. <laughs> Oh no, you're signing everybody else, mate. So. <laughs> oh, that makes Kings Lynn more popular than Swindon, though, Rob. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. What an awful time to be alive. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Sam, and uh, thank you for joining us on the show this evening. It's been great to talk to you. Um, we wish you luck for the remainder of this season. Hope to see you get some more guest appearances in the Premiership. Have successful seasons with Birmingham and Berwick, and most of all, good luck on Wednesday evening down at Birmingham for the under nineteen. And hopefully, you can get yourself into that top pace. Thank you.
But for now, thank you for joining us on the show, Sam. We'll uh, speak to you in the future, hopefully. Yes, thank you. No worries. Thanks very much, Sam. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. Bye. It's good to speak to Sam. And he's picked Kingsland as well, so... Does that make him a Kingsland legend? Probably. The rate your club is going, mate, probably. (laughs) To be honest, I, I, was, I thought he was nailed on for Swindon, actually. I thought he's he been for us twice this year. I thought he was only a guest. Wow. They're all guests, mate, this year, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, I was going to do it while he was on the uh, on the line, but I thought that I wouldn't bother. I was going to get our predictions for the Under-19 Championships this week. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't want us to all overlook Sam, though. <laughs> So, um, anyone want to go first? There must be a whole host of people who want to go first, dude. Um, yeah. Oh, you've hesitated. I'm going. Dan Thompson. Oh, man, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go second. How's that? Go on, then. I've got Ashton Bowen. Ooh. I'm also going to sneeze. Oh, I don't know. Just Rob's broad range of the national. My broad range of the under nineteens and the and the national league is really. You really usually have there. you usually have a stock answer for the national development league, though. And to be honest, my stock answer was Dan Thompson, but you've already said it. So. Um, He's with him. Well, you're not really uh, there. No, yeah, exactly. His brother. <laughs> But you know what, I'll tell you what, I tell you, seeing as neither of you two believe in our guest, I'm going to go Sam Egan. Oh, well done. See? Swindon Robbins legend, even though he didn't say us. Oh. So that is our predictions for the under-19 at Birmingham on Wednesday evening. Get yourself along there, if you're free. And we shall move on to my favourite feature. And as with Kings Lynn have been mentioned already, only fitting that we should mention them again. Hmm. A good week for Roger of the Week. I had no input in this whatsoever. I absolutely promise you. We had some uh, some quite big names as well this week, didn't we? We did have some big names. It got shared far and wide. That's the Facebook page. They actually, uh, they voted for Connor Martin. No, they didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'll move back to the the first week. So these were the rider of the week for the fifth to the eleventh of June, I believe it was. Yep. Yes, it was. Um, so the choices were Norwich Blowdown, Carnar Mountain, and Richie Worrell, and it was Norwich Blowdown that came out on top with forty six point eight percent of the vote from Carnar Mountain in second with thirty nine point six nine, and Richie Worrell in third with thirteen point four four. So well done to Norwich Blowdown for his impressive performances. And then the big one the following week, um, it, it was getting a little bit tight, so I, I gave Nick a little bit of a nudge. Um, and it was Nicola Clint that come out on top for his performances for Kings Lynch during the week. Um, he come out on top with 53.643%. Um, Max James was second with 31.473%. And Justin Sedgman... Um, 
always seems to come third in these votes at the moment with uh, 14.884% of the vote. So well done to Norwich and Nikolai. Um, and I think that will take us, what we'll do is we'll come on to our, while we're here, our Rider of the Week for this week. So I've, I've inputted all the details, I've eliminated a few people, and I've still got a list of about 140. <laughs> but I shall, um, I shall let uh, Rob go first on this one. Oh, joy. To be fair, I was considering saying Artem Laguna, just because you're probably not going to be able to say him for much longer. So... <laughs> Never again. Um, He's come through his meeting tonight in uh, Rochlav with no injuries, but it'd be interesting to see if he turns up tomorrow, but I I don't think he is, so I think it's all smoking. Right. Yeah, might be a cost-cutting exercise for you, I think. Yeah, I think you might be right, but... Are you going, Laguna? (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry, I'm I'm stalling for time. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've got one. I know who Kane's going for because someone's been in his ear this week. I'm actually not. I'm going to be my own man. And I'm actually going to pick someone else who is also at that meeting and also rides for Oxford. I'm not picking Henry Atkins because he's already won it. So, in fairness, Henry Atkins has had a very good week. Yeah, if if he wasn't already Rider of the Week, I'd pick him. But why not? Why shouldn't I pick Jacob Clarkin? He was really, really good. Win a lot of his points in the starts, which is really easy when we aren't making starts. But yeah, you can't knock ten plus one for a reserve. So I'm picking Jacob Clayton. Mind that? I think I think Rob said it was his best score ever for Oxford. Not this Rob, Oxford Rob, a different Rob. There's two. Oh, he's like. There's uh, a Rob that sells the programs, I believe. At Oxford. Program, Rob. Yeah. Program, Program Rob. Program Rob. Um, yeah, Nate, do you want to go next? Because I really am struggling to pick who I like. There's been like a few performances that have like they've had one really good meeting and then they've just thrown in some absolute dog halfway through the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm struggling a little bit as well, which I know makes great radio and make great podcasting, but uh, I can't even think who I was going to go for. I'll tell you what, I, I can't go I Nick got, like again, even for his 17 last week against Leicester, which he was I, phenomenal. But I've got someone I'll, I'll, I'll go for. I'll go for her, actually. I'll, I'll put you out me. I'll just, you can, I'll stall for time for you. I'm going to go Richard Lawson, actually. Um, it's that. Because, I, you know, eight, plus, eight from four at Kings Inn is, is a decent return, as is nine from five at Sheffield. And if I'm being honest, at the meeting I did go to this week, the Oxford Paul meeting, he was really the only pool rider that come out with any um, sort of uh, any praise really I thought I thought Oxford looked, as much as this pains me to say looked really really good um, from from top to bottom um, and, and Paul just really won at the races but at least Richard Lawson did sort of put in a, a reasonable performance of 12 plus one from six rides so I'm, I'm going to go Richard Lawson Richard Lawson okay that's a good one I'm going to no I can't bring myself to do it what? Do it. No. Is it like Innocent Ryderson? No, it's worse than that for me anyway. It was a working rider. No. There's, there's a certain Australian who made a comeback this week and had a very good comeback. I still don't know who that is. 
for Birmingham. Oh, go on. Go oh, for it. Do it. Do oh. it. Do it. Do it. It's not, though, because I'm going for someone else who doesn't. He does get overlooked, and he's had three. If Bachelor had had another meeting this week, I think I would have gone for him, actually. I'd have put all bias aside and gone for him, but I'm going to go for Sam Masters. Um, three meetings, three at least paid double figure scores. Nine plus two from five against Sheffield. Eleven plus one from five at Plymouth, and then eleven from five against Paul. So yeah, I'm going to go for Sam Masters on this occasion. Troy's been robbed. Yeah, oh. yeah like, I was even—I'm even saying even genuinely considering re- saying, "Can I change my answer and just go for Batch?" I was going to get like. Someone like Tarasenko had a great debut at Bellevue, which you'd probably expect, and then didn't set the world alight at Ipswich. And then Muzak, you think he's he's done all right at Wolves, and then awful performance against Leicester. Yeah, had a bit of stinkering against Leicester. Me, I do. I tell you what, a rider that I would say is I'd say Jorgensen had a decent. A I decent was, week. Yeah, I was going to put Jorgensen in there as well, but because we had a Kingsden ride last week, I don't want to overdo it. So. Yeah, the fact somebody that sharing it with the Kings Inn fan page. Somebody sharing it with the Kings Inn fan page. I saw. I don't, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's why I can't do it again. Someone's already. Uh, phone. Well, someone's already. Uh, what do they call? Uh, rigged. That's what a uh, friend of the show, James Jessup, said. Oh well, Ken, didn't you share it somewhere? And then somebody asked, "Yeah, uh, why are you sharing it here?" I shared it into the peer review group, and then they were like, "Why, why, why should we be involved in this?" And I was like, "Well, which was in it?" And they were like, "Yeah, but it wasn't right for us." And I was like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> okay. Oh, joys. Let's do it, Honestly, yeah. right. So we'll look back over the meetings of the past week, then, where these performances cropped up and. Back to last Monday, Kings Lynn against the Leicester Lions. Um, Leicester come out of top by four points. Really good meeting, I thought, actually. Um, could have gone either way right to the end, even with uh, losing Artem Laguta to his mystery ankle injury uh, prior to Heat 13. Um, but Leicester were just too strong for, again, Kings Lynn's two and, two and a bit man team in the end. But... And the same evening, Bellevue Aces beat Peterborough 55-35 and Wolves just missed out on making it into the final of the Knockout Cup. The Sheffield done enough to see them through to the final, which most probably will be against Ipswich. Tuesday evening, the Oxford Cheaters won at Plymouth. On to Wednesday in the Birmingham Brummies with uh, new signings Sam Hagen and Troy Batchelor overcame the Berwick Bandits in what was our meeting of the week last week. So, um, Kane got all excited. I did. Because he thought he well, correctly predicted 48-42. Only uh, to realise he hadn't. Yeah, he'd, he'd got it wrong. He did get the closest at 49-41, but getting close doesn't get you the full points. So, we all picked up a point for that. Oh, which well, was well looking done. a bit, which at one point was looking a bit grim, because Barrett were leading for a good portion of that meeting. Yeah. But, you know, Swindon legend, Troy Batchelor, 10 from 4, on our comeback. What a guy. What a rider. What a rider. And that's Sam Hagen for did, did quite well as well. But the team around. I think because he knew he was coming on the podcast, he was like, gotta do good. Yeah. I think on the same evening, the meeting that you went to, Rob, Oxford against Poole, uh, which Oxford came out on top 52-38. O- Oxford, both Oxford teams are riding uh, pretty well at the moment. 
Yeah, as I said, as, as, as I mentioned, I thought, as, as I say, as, as, as horrible as it is to say, they, they were really, really good. Um, Henry Atkins was, was, was a bit of a match. Well, obviously they won comfortably in the end for, by 14 points, but yeah, uh, Henry Atkins at reserve is is pulling up some trees right now. Um, and I I was I was expecting it to be a bit closer, and I really did, honestly didn't know who I wanted to win, and I figured probably Paul if I really had to pick. Obviously, jinxed them by turning up. So, watch them twice and watch them get beat twice. No, I was going to say something. <laughs> uh, on to the Thursday evening, back into the Premiership, and another surprise result, really. Um, Sheffield strengthening their side by bringing in Kingsley and legend Josh Pickering going down by two points at home to the Leicester Lions. Again, Leicester, another side who are riding really well at the moment. And then Ipswich uh, beat Peterborough by 14 points. Um, 52-38 on to Friday and abandoned a couple of abandoned meetings one didn't go the distance so Edinburgh was 16-8 ahead against Birmingham which uh, unfortunately saw the injury to Joe Thompson in that meeting before it was curtailed and then Glasgow and Scunford which did get to a result 38-28 Glasgow came out on top and Redcar Bears also beat the Plymouth Gladiators 48-41 and then to complete the uh, the weekend Kingsland start with a home loss, working to finish with a home loss. Kane, you were there yesterday. You were there yesterday as the Oxford Chargers came out on top, fifty-one thirty-nine. Thoughts? Uh, I would start by saying the better team won, but at the same time, we could have done better. But you know, we had. Uh, where is the program? Where is the program? There it is. We had. There's not even the stop. Never mind. Um, yeah, I would say probably nearly all of our riders at least fell off or broke down. Um, this is one of them, isn't it? But yeah, it's it's, it's Elliot Kelly's uh, injured, I think, from torn ACL or something. Um, Nick Krang's still got a sore leg, which I think he hurt again in his crash. But yeah, and um, I think barely broke down. Been first or second both times. That might be a lie because I'm just guessing. But yeah, I I mean Oxford didn't come with all strength. They didn't have Dugard. Didn't have Killeen or Jenkins. So I am um, very rare. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I was I'd... just reading something else. Sorry, but a very rare exclusion that I've never seen before. Uh, yeah. Which which was quite rightly pointed out that um, when Ryan Douglas was guesting for Kings Lynn the other week, he didn't have a race jacket on and was never excluded. I think I don't know if this is, this is actually true, but I've never heard of him before. Uh, I think the ref might have been a trainee ref, so maybe he was like, "Oh, he's not got a thing on," and that's a rule. So maybe it's in the rule book, I suppose. Then uh... yeah. Why? So who knows? But. Yeah, fair play Oxford. Um, looking good for the playoffs. And interesting for the work. And I think in next month, Luke Krang and Harry McGurk are going to be our reserves. So, I mean, that's not a bad... We've been on for McGurk and Krang. Yeah. Imagine the odds on that pre-season. This is true. But we, we move on to... There's been quite a few... Transfers this week, and I've I've seen your note, Rob. So I will bypass one of the transfers this week. 
Mm. Um, so as we've mentioned, Birmingham have strengthened their side this week. They've brought Troy Baxter and Sam Hagen in to replace uh, the currently injured James Wright and obviously James Pearson, who had been released already as well. Eric Ruiz has come back into the fold Ipswich, um, to replace Ben Barker, who's there on a 28-day deal. Um, I just don't think Eric's anywhere close to being the same rider that he was. I, I still don't think he's right, to be honest with you. I saw him at Lynn on Monday. He was so far off the pace, and then he had another disappointing night for Redcar on Friday. I know it was two or three retirements, but it's, it's not the Eric that we used to watch, I don't think. It doesn't seem to be that way, does it? It's um, it's a bit of a strange one. You, I would a, a couple of years, a few years ago, you just said sort of Riss is is right there as a second, as a second or third heat leader in the Premiership, but it just yeah, it seemed to have gone a bit, gone a bit off course for whatever reason. And then we'll we'll move past the next one and we'll move on to Berwick, which the Berwick Bullets, uh, Ben Rathbone's 28 deal is, is a day deal has expired as well. So Kieran Douglas has come in to replace him. Um, I don't from from what it was reading, it was nothing to do with uh, Ben's performances, but more that he was just there to help him out because he was leaving at the beginning of this season and had signed a deal with someone, but that fell through at the last minute. So. Ooh. Um. The Kings in once um, this week. Um, quite a surprise. Uh, Freddie Jakobsen obviously had already left, and Jason Edwards has been released. Friend of the show, Jason Edwards, um, to be replaced by Simon Lambert and Anders Rowe in the rising star position. Now, I just I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but like for like for me in many respects, the way that the people have been riding this season, anyway. I, just, I, I think it's a bit harsh on Edwards, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I I don't really know um, what sort of teams and manager are expecting those those changes. Obviously, I know somebody had to come in for for Frederick Jakobsen, Simon Lambert has had a good good season at um, at Scunthorpe so far, so probably deserves a, a another shot in the in the top flight. Um, with the with the Jason Edwards one, it, it's a bit strange. It's probably a bit like for like. Um, I'm not sure if uh, how how Anders Rowe will get on. It, it's it's it might he seems to have a, a, a sort of knack of starting quite well for clubs and then tailing off a little bit. So yeah, who knows? It is quite like for like though. I'd be I'm, I'm I don't I'm not necessarily sure it, it strengthens you as such. I, th- I think it's just sort of the same same sort of same sort of riders in the same sort of place really. Yeah, I mean it does. What it does mean is Kai Thompson moves into the main body of the team then. Um, which is again a little bit harsh on him, um, and it, as it sounds, I'm looking at won't be at Wolves tomorrow night. I think we've got two guests in. I think we've got Clinton Jacobson. We're going to be relying on again to pull us through. But again, it's another one of those where the the two press releases don't match as well between rider and team. Um, apparently, these were long drawn out conversations and. Someone else says it was a call out of the blue, so it's something doesn't add up on this one. But um, we move on to then James Pearson has replaced Jake Turner at Plymouth as well, and uh, had a more encouraging debut. I think he scored six this week. If I'm yeah, on Friday, I think it was. Yeah, so not a bad debut for him in the end. 
Um, and then we come and look at the fixtures which will be happening this week. And there's not too many, to be honest. Or team fixtures, should I say, anyway. So we begin tomorrow. Um, Wolverhampton, as I just mentioned, take on Kingsland and Bellevue Aces travel to Peterborough. Um, on Wednesday, it's in the British Under-19 Championship at Birmingham. And Thursday will be the Premiership pairs at Leicester, which we will come to in a while. Friday, uh, Edinburgh Academy take on the Barrett Bullets in the National Development League. And then it's the Julie Lewis Memorial at Redcar on the same evening as well. And then Scunthorpe take on Oxford um, in the Championship. And then, again, another fixture we'll be looking at in a little while is the BSN Series final first leg between the Glasgow Tigers and the Paul Pirates. And then as we move into July, the Barrett Bullets will take on the Edinburgh Academy on Saturday evening. And then into Sunday, a couple of fixtures, the Kent Royals against the Oxford Chargers. And it will be Ulrich Ostergaard's farewell at Peterborough. So, um, a couple of meetings of the week for us to look at. Um, Kane, I'll come to you first for one of these. And I think we'll go, shall we start with the Premiership pairs? Please. That will be the first meeting. Let's start with the Premiership pairs. And I think we were all caught on the uh, hop a little bit with some of these lineups. So much, I've actually kind of forgot them a little bit. So, just bear with me. And I'll find them. Yeah, I cannot spell. Uh, well, we we do know a certain certain pairing of a certain Ipswich pairing won't be there. Yeah, no Doyle. No, no Doyle's riding in Poland that evening, though. I believe so. And I, apparently, Sifutinov's well, contract. Did not include the pairs, apparently. Well, yep, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I heard. Um, Lagoot is almost AWOL at the moment. Um, other than that, I think, I think a, a lot of the other teams have gone with their strongest riders, though. Yeah, it's King and that, Risk. That is King. Or... Yeah. Do we join with two? Go for it. Bellevue have uh, Bealey and Kurtz. Kings Lynn. Some work in Legends in there. Nikolai Clinton, Thomas Jorgensen. Uh, yeah, it is King and Riss for Ipswich. Frickin' Sedgment for Leicester. Richie Worrell and Vadim Tarasenko for Peterborough. Mujalak and Holder for Sheffield. And then Sam Masters and Steve Rowe for Wolves. And I'm going to pick Leicester. Bad shape. They're in my top three. You, Rob. Um, I, mm, 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 mm. Sorry, you just said Leicester, didn't you? Somebody just said Leicester, didn't they? Yeah, they said yeah. Leicester, yeah. Sorry, I was miles away there for some reason. In my head, I was. But anyway, right. Uh, can I pick the same, or do I need to go different? No, we've got to go different, I'm afraid. Okay, I'll go Bellevue then. Oh, that's a good show. That's where I was going to go. Can I go the same as you? No, no, you'll get a different part. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll go with the other, probably obvious one for me, then it's Sheffield. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, that's what I think the top three will be. I don't know in what order. Hopefully Sheffield first, but... I think... That... Well, hopefully Kingsley won't come last. But then again, we might get beaten by you. I think Wolves but... could, could maybe have a shock, but yeah. I'm not surprised that they pick Worrell because him and Masters ride together three times every yeah. meeting and 
Worrell's riding quite well this season, so I'm not overly surprised by that one. I think the other three will need to bring probably their best form of the season to really yeah. stand the chance. I think the um, Peter repairing is a bit of a wild card, really. I think they could either, with Tarasenko and Worrell, it could be, I think they could either be very, very good or not very good. Yeah. It all really depends on Tarasenko, doesn't it? Cause, yeah, because Richie wrote there last right. year, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, you would imagine Worrell should be pretty handy there, but it, it, yeah, I think you're right. It entirely depends on how Tarasenko goes at Leicester, a track I assume he's never seen before. So. He might so, subscribe to your response. He broke so, the track well, that that is true, but is Tarasenko as good as Emil Saito or not? Yes. No, this is true also. Oh, okay. Bold. Bold statement. Bold <laughs> statement. <laughs> and then we... This takes us on to the final. Um, prediction of the week, which will be the BSN series. First leg of the final. Glasgow against Hall. Shane, uh, we'll come to you first. Please. Again? Mm. No, I went. No, I went first for one. I just went first. Oh, no, Rob. Cares. Rob must. Yeah, sorry, Rob, you go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Are you sure? Does no no one else want to yep. hear that? Okay, no, I'll go first. Then. Um, oh, it's a tough one. It's a hard one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna home win. I'm gonna go home win. Um, after seeing uh, Paul's performance at Oxford, I'm a little less confident of the Pirates at the moment. So. I'm going to home win. I think they'll be keeping it slightly tight with it being a final. Um, 48. No, 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 I don't want to go that. I want to go 49 41. 41. Hey, shall we come to you next? Um, no. Okay, I'll go next. That's easy. Yeah. I, I thought Glasgow struggled a little bit at home on Friday against Scunthorpe who don't traditionally travel well, but are a far better team this year. But as you say, Paul struggled last week as well, so... It was quite wet at Glasgow as well, wasn't it? Probably caught on that a little bit. I was going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go what Rob was initially going to say, and say 48, 42 to Glasgow. Two... You know what I mean? I'm just doing some quick math. Doing some sums. Who writes for Pooh? Two, two cooks. That's, that's who I forgot, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, Steve Worrell. Ooh, Ooh, Zach Cook. Ben Cook. I'm going to go Glasgow 50-40. Glasgow 50-40. Oh, that's boring. We've all done the same one. I'm changing mine to 51-39. It seems you've got by one and it's boring. Watch. You know it'll be 50-40 now, don't you? Don't care. I, I hope so. <laughs> Just because it'll be fun. <laughs> right. Over we come. Kane's Clinic. Back open. Hello. I'm in it this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a few extra names in there. No, I didn't know that. Um, is Luke Beckers from today? Just today, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll start with Paco Castagna because it was basically all we could go now anyway. Um, dislocated shoulder and a cracked humerus. So, out for a month. Maybe, maybe replacement? Don't know. I mean, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, John Jenkins missed this week because 
what happened? He broke down at Bellevue he, and aggravated yeah, he, injury. I think he had a. He got caught up with someone on the start line or out of the gates for Peterborough. Oh, okay. I thought it was only broke Bellevue. down. Yeah, and I think uh, just aggravated an old wrist okay. injury. So, you know, they shouldn't be out for too long. I haven't seen anything, but can't imagine it be that far away. Uh, Connor Martin knee injury fit for this week, so big bonus for uh, Scunthorpe because he's really gone well for them. Uh, Joe Thompson has broken his collarbone, <laughs> um, and he's not allowed to ride till January second. That was just reference to his his mum wasn't. I'm assuming that was his yeah. mum anyway. It wasn't was very happy. I mean, from what it looked like and sounded like, the match probably shouldn't have started. Um, and he's come off far worse than anybody else, really. It's going to be a month to, well, at least a month, six weeks, I'd imagine, until yeah. he's back again. And in the speed of star, they're on about how their season has been pretty stop-start. and well, it seems to have stopped again for Joe, but hopefully it's he can make for a recovery and be back in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Luke Beck had a crash at Big Goss but it just says hand injury so we don't know how long uh, I think Wolves are looking to give an update tomorrow morning yeah. ahead of their fixture against Kingsland uh, he did hit the ground with quite a thud so it was a bit of a first punt he might be concussed so I don't think he'll be back next week uh, and Vinnie Ford um, still, still has the wrist injury and it says three weeks here so three weeks. On a dot. There we go. We back this this time in three weeks. On this very minute. You'll be fit at ten minutes to nine. Three weeks on Sunday. Looking forward to that. I don't know if it'll be riding at ten minutes to nine, but on a Sunday anyway. You never know. Oh. Thank you for that. And we're on to Rob's Rider Replacement Watch. Which has really upset me this week. Really upset you this week? Why has it really yeah, upset you this week then? He banged into a 5.99 average and then let himself down. Yeah, you he's so close, that, so close to that six point mark. But anyway, as we as Nathan points out, he was so close to that six point mark. So, uh, rider, there was a Rider Replacement for Michael Palm Toft this week. Scored five plus one. Um, that was for Kings Lynn against Leicester. Then there was a uh, rider replacement for David Belega of the Sheffield Tigers, or formerly of the Sheffield Tigers, an interesting one that. Was he really injured? Probably not. Uh, scored seven plus one from that, which is probably better than David Belega may have done himself there, huh? um, which took him to that 5.99, almost the magical six. Uh, then Jordan Jenkins was missing from the Oxford side that travelled to Plymouth. Uh, Rod Placement got three points there. And, one, and then the following evening, again, Jordan Jenkins was missing for the Oxford Cheaters as they hosted the Poor Pirates. Just the four points in that, so um, not not the best night. And that average starts to take a little bit of a tumble. Uh, only three rides in place of Michael Palmtoff for the Scunthorpe Scorpions. Uh, that was just two points. Um, Kelsey Dugard... Uh, was missing from the Workington against Oxford. I mean, is he at Oxford now? It's Oxford. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, Oxford. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that really threw me off because he, he wrote for Workington earlier in the year. But anyway, uh, eight plus one from four rides there, which uh, was an improvement earlier from uh, the day before. 
Uh, Alex Spooner was missing from Alex. Well, sorry, both Alex Spooner and Tom Spencer were both missing from the Leicester Lion Cubs and the Edinburgh Monarchs Academy. Uh, Ryan replacement getting three points from four rides <laughs> uh, for Alex Spooner, and then five plus two for Tom Spencer. So Ryan replacements finished the week on a five eighty seven, which is a little bit lower than he finished last week, I believe. So. Will he get the the big point is and might even might even need to do a poll for this. Will rider replacement get over six at some point this year? It's an interesting topic of debate. He needs to pick up. He's only had like he's had really two or three good scores and then he just lets himself down. Yeah, that two from three is a bit of a stinker, isn't it? And then a couple of couple of only three point right three pointers. You know the Jordan Jenkins one and Alex Spooner as well. Only three points from four rides. It's a lot of falls and retirements as well. It'd fit in well with your lot of work in some case. Well, he might be. To be fair, he might be related to Jason Doyle, actually. But well, you never know. You never know. You'll have to ask him. But yes, so five eighty-seven is what rider replacement finishes the week on. Lovely. Thank you for that. And then that takes us over to our ruthless, comical, and noteworthy features of the week. Rob, we'll listen to your ruthless. Uh, yeah, ruthless. So ruthless for me, as I pointed out on the uh, little agenda we've got. My ruthless is. Uh... Josh Pickering, who was stated earlier in the year when he left Kings Lynn to be still in the club's plans, only to then uh, go and sign for Sheffield instead. Which could, to be fair, you could put in, the, in any of those three. It is ruthless, it is quite comical, and it's very noteworthy. So <laughs> it's a it's a triple whammy, really. But I thought it was I thought it was funny and quite ruthless. Um, so uh, and I I did enjoy Kings Lynn's press release, which uh, apparently is a few fibs. But we won't Ooh. go into detail. <laughs> so, uh, just about every King's Lynn press release has got holes in it. Yeah, it's, it's got more holes than a Swiss cheese. So, um, yeah, that is my ruthless this week. Josh Pickering signing for Sheffield after it being stated that he was still in King's Lynn's team plans for the rest of the year. That was funny and quite ruthless and enjoyable. <laughs> so, we come over to you, Kane, for your comical moment of the week. I forgot this until about. 10 minutes ago when I saw it on the agenda but then luckily thanks to Ian Brennan I've got one it is um, I don't think it would be injured and then taking that time to rest and recuperate by um, just go for a bit of a spin the motocross bike and then you know racing in Poland uh, scoring nah, 10 uh, 10 9 pace third yeah close Finished finish with the first third and the last day, so he might have been suffering a little bit. And uh, a 10 point in for Russ Love. So, yeah. It's a bit of Aaron Osley not done right. Well, we've, what have we got? Chris Harris. Chris Harris tomorrow guesting for him. Or he's on standby, according to one source, and then his guesting is another one, so, which we'll see. I think it'll be Chris Harris, but. Noteworthy. Um, this is one I actually come across today, actually. Um, this is the first time since 1949, I believe, that Oxford have led two division championships at the same time. Ooh. I know that Rob won't be too interested in that, but they, uh, and we'll come to it now in Rob's league table run through, but they are now top of the championship and the National Development League. And I think as much as I hate the Spaniards, and we'll talk about this next week, there is a case that there might be a joint award for Team of the Month for June. But we'll, we'll hold fire on that. 
We'll come yeah, to you, okay. Rob. You want to go to I tell you what, because we don't want to talk about Oxford too much, we'll start in the Premiership. Or do we want to start with Oxford and then finish with the Premiership so we don't finish on them? Oh, I don't know. I'm so... Con- oh. I'll tell you, we'll start with the Premiership. Oxford can have their week in the sun. No problem. So, in the Premiership, Bellevue still lead the way. Um, they're on to 24 points now uh, from 14 league matches. Leicester are second after their impressive win. They're, they sit on 20 points, so four points behind Bellevue with three matches in hand. So if they do win those, they should they will go top on level once they're on level matches. As could Wolves, who have four matches in hand. They're on 17 points in third. Um, then comes Sheffield. It's quite a strange one seeing Sheffield down in fourth, uh, 11 points off the pace at the moment, but they do have four point, uh, four matches in hand, I should say. Uh, they're, in, they're on 13 in the playoffs on points difference ahead of Ipswich, who have raised two more matches they're on 13 as well. Kings Lynn uh, have, I don't think they've stretched their gap over, have they stretched their gap over Peterborough? No, no we, we haven't got anything. They've not got anything this week, so they don't stretch their gap over Peterborough, but they have got a five-point cushion um, in the race for the wooden spoon at the bottom there. Um, they're also six adrift of the playoffs, with Peterborough at the bottom, they've raced 10 matches, they've only picked up one win so far. They're on two, so they're still 11 points off the playoffs, um, which isn't insurmountable, but it's it's getting there, and they are pretty yeah. cut adrift at the moment. As we move into the Championship, and Oxford can have their uh, week in the sun. Unbeaten Oxford Cheaters, they lead the way, 13 points from six matches. Four points clear, as the uh, announcer at Oxford made a good point of telling everybody on Wednesday. They are four points clear of Glasgow, who have uh, raced two matches less, however, so... Um, that could be all levelled up at some point. Uh, they're on nine. Paul, after their first loss of the season, um, away at Oxford on Wednesday, they're on nine points. Then come uh, early leaders, Scunthorpe, who are on seven points. They're on fourth. They've, they've raced seven matches, though, more than anybody, at least more than uh, most of the league. Uh, Redcar sitting fifth. They're on seven points as well from six matches. The final playoff places, surprisingly, the Birmingham Brummies right now. Four points after their comeback home win over Berwick. They're sat in the final playoff spot on four. And then Edinburgh, Berwick and Plymouth are all on two, with Plymouth being bottom after racing uh, seven matches so far this season. But they've obviously made a change at reserve. It remains to be seen if those changes are actually making them any better. Um, And then as we move on to the National League, uh, Oxford lead the way in that one as well. They're on 13 points from eight matches, with Mildenhall in second on 13 as well. Leicester are third, they're on 11. Then come Workington, who uh, I'm slightly surprised to see them down in fourth, actually, considering how uh, how much came big them up at the start of the season. But I think they have had we'll some problems. Uh, they're down in fourth, they're on nine points. With Bellevue, the Bellevue Cults are on eight points, they're in fifth. Uh, Kent have five points, down in sixth. And then Edinburgh are in seventh with four. And Berwick prop up the rest on two. Who needs some wins? Race more meetings than everybody else, so it's looking a bit dodgy for the bullets at the moment. And that's uh, lead table roundup. Thank you very much, and uh, all that's left for us to bring you is the the schedules coming up over the coming weeks. On Eurosport, we have uh, the Peterborough versus Bellevue fixture will be on that tomorrow evening. Uh, Then there's a week off before we come back for the Sheffield Tigers against the Ipswich Witches, and then the Bellevue Aces will take on the Ipswich, which is the week after that. Then we look ahead to the BSN schedule over the coming weeks, which will see the Premiership pairs from Leicester on Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. On Friday evening, uh, the B 
PSN final between the Glasgow Tigers and the Paul Pirates. Then on Wednesday, the 5th of July, is the return leg at Paul. Um, and then that is it for that, for the time being, I believe, until a new schedule comes out. Um, and the last bit of news I've got to go through is um, the lineup has been announced for the British Under-21 final, uh, which is at Glasgow, I believe, is it? Yeah. Like that is no, a no, that's a big crew. So, that line-up, very similar to the uh, under-19s, to be fair. Oh, I've had a pop-up. No worries. Uh, Ace Piper, Joe Thompson, uh, Byron Fitness, to be honest, Ben uh, Trigger, Sam Hagen, Nathan Abler, Drew Kemp, Sam McGurk, Dan Thompson, Jake Mulford, Dan Jilks, Leon Flint, who is the Roman champion, Jody Scott, Jason Edwards, Ashton Bowsen, Anders Rowe, Kingsland legend, and uh, Connor Bailey. So, uh, good luck to them. That meeting is on Sunday, July the 16th. So, we've got a, two or three weeks before we go to that. So, we'll probably try and get one of them riders on the show talk us through that at some point. But um, that's all for me for this week. Um, anything more from you two? No. No, no, I've nothing, nothing pressing to mention. Nothing pressing to mention, unfortunately. Nothing. So, uh, are you, are you got any meetings planned this week? Um, no, I don't actually. Which I is... haven't got a meeting this week. Kane, have you got one? That's a really good question. Let's have a look. Um, uh, uh, maybe. I should be I should be watching the premiership pairs anyway on uh, Thursday and then Ooh, I'll watch the PSN final. I'm going to Red Car. Nice. I don't, I don't know if my work or not, but we'll see. I'll tell you what we could actually mention is that uh, two thirds of the podcast team are going to be in the are going to be at the World Cup this year. Yeah. Is true. So, but uh, think Kane are going to be at the World Cup, and uh, it's it will always expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was quite expensive, I can't lie to you, it's, it's, it's a bit pricey to get those yeah. flights. I'm pretty sure the flights are more expensive than the hotel. <laughs> I can confirm mine was. So, yeah, I uh, probably guarantee that as well. So in, in three or four weeks you're you're jetting off to Rockslav in Poland to support the GB boys, so have fun, I'm sure you will. A week's entertainment, a week's of it, Speedway. Yeah, I just a week in the same place as Kane though, it's... Yeah, it's going to be, be tough, mate. It's going to be hard. hard. Well, the problem is I've got to drive for two hours from Oxford to the British Grand Prix this year as well. Oh, God, two hours with him in the same room. Carpool karaoke, oh, am I right? Oh, Lord. And then I won't go into the details of the double room that I booked for us. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. okay Cardiff. I, I heard there were handcuffs involved, actually. Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> I won't go into too much more detail. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. It is a family friendly show. Um, yeah, it's just being arrested, that's all. <laughs> it was never proven. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us again this week. Enjoy your speedway wherever you are this week. Um, good luck to uh, all the riders on show, and we shall be back again next week. Thank you very much. Bye.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.